This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. Uh, we got comedian Sarah Sherman up. She goes by Sarah Squirm on Facebook. She runs the Helltrap Nightmare at the Hide House, which I love that name. It's like a variety comedy noise. She called it a freak show. I don't know, man. Like, I've seen, like, people, like, just sort of, like, spit things at, like, uh, cymbals and put vibrators on drums and stuff. So you don't scare me. You don't scare me, Sarah Sherman. Give it up, guys. How you guys doing? I'm gonna scare you for sure, for sure. Who's ready to be scared? Amazing. Uh, when I saw my left nipple squirting out blood, it really freaked me out, which is ironic considering what a familiar sight this is to me. As a part-time comedian, part-time illustrator, I spent all my days drawing nipple squirting blood. This kind of my thing, I draw, <laughs> drawing like pepperonis on a pizza that are actually nipples squirting out blood, or drawing stems on a cactus that are actually penises squirting out cum, or drawing the holes of a conch shell that are actually buttholes squirting out barbecue sauce. What I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is check out my website. You know I mean? <laughs> Unless you're my grandma, please do not go to my website. <laughs> What I'm saying is that with all these horribly disgusting drawings of gushing fluids, a bloody nipple seemed to be my destiny. My bloody nipple and I got shuffled around the Northwestern Medical Complex, sent from, the breast, uh, sent from breast cancer specialist to breast cancer specialist. They covered my boob in jelly and put it in metal clamps. They poked it and prodded it with rods and wands. All the while, I dreaded calling my mom dreaded making her life more worrisome, more grief-stricken than it already was. Her father had just died two weeks prior, and I really didn't want to stress her out any further, but the doctor said I had to, that the bloody nipple did not look promising. Finally, I called her, and we wept on the phone together. She promised me that we would get through this, that I was young and strong enough to face an obstacle like this, and with modern technology, and... Wait a minute. She paused. Wait a minute. Uh, Sarah? <laughs> Have you by any chance been watching um, Jackass again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and could you, bleeding out of your left nipple, by any chance have possibly anything to do with you watching Jackass again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally, totally, cool. And it was then that I remembered that only three days prior, that after binging on Jackass for hours, I asked my friend Alex to punch me in my left boob. So, for the. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what jackass is, do we know what jackass is? Yeah, can I get a hell yeah if you know what jackass is? 
For those of you who don't, it's a stunts and prank show from on MTV from the early 2000s, which featured a bunch of really fucked up skater bros beating the shit out of themselves and each other, taking shits in each other's mouths, shoving bugs up their butts. You know, really just horrible American shit TV. <laughs> But because I was so terrified of the breast cancer thing and so blinded by my own Long Island Jew anxiety, I had completely forgotten about getting punched in the boob. I'll explain. <laughs> Doing comedy in the wake of Trump feels pointless, feels trite. It feels dumb to get up on stage night after night, desperately trying to make people laugh. Some comedians thought it best to battle the looming darkness of Trump with cleverness, but glib quips about his small hands or his weird hair felt reductive. These jokes didn't prevent him from becoming president in the first place, and they certainly weren't doing any work to make any legitimate progress now. So I turned to jackass out of hopelessness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say, oh God, Sarah. <laughs> I turned to jackass out of hopelessness because I was sick of comedians trying to be clever, trying to outwit the apocalypse. What can comedy even do in the face of doom? You know, what does comedy at the end of the world in a moral wasteland look like? To me, it looks like a bunch of jacked up dudes on quaaludes <laughs> punching themselves in the face with hammers <laughs> and attaching crawfish to their penises. <laughs> all to the tune of Metallica. <laughs> Season two, episode three, crawfish diaper, Steve-O puts crawfish in a diaper. 100%, 100%. Did you guys, okay. <laughs> Barring the heavy drug use and the latent misogyny, homophobia, and transphobia, there's something shockingly pure about jackass. Okay, yeah, just, yeah. It's just a bunch of extremely stupid dudes trying to make their friends laugh by absolutely destroying their bodies. I was desperate to watch white men destroy the very same horrible white male bodies that got, here to, that got us here to Trump's America in the first place. This you do this. And as a woman under Trump's pussy-grabbing reign, I definitely enjoyed watching dumb white men destroying their own fragile masculinities, shaming themselves, embarrassing themselves, degrading their, mas uh, degrading their manhood on national television. Crawfish diaper. <laughs> it seemed only a true blessing that the week I began binging on Jackass was the week that Jackass Live was coming to Chicago. <laughs> Hell yeah, at the bottom lounge <laughs> with a full-on meet and greet with the B-level cast of Jackass. Dave England, Wee Man, Preston, and my ultimate crush, the hottest of the idiots, Chris Pontius. <laughs> oh, just Google search it. <laughs> Let me tell you, okay. I hatched the most elaborate plan to convince Chris Pontius in person to do an elaborate jackass stunt with me. I called in every favor I had in Chicago to get free passes to the jackass meet and greet, and I was going to get the unbearably hot, unbearably muscular, unbearably dumb Chris Pontius to do the most badass stunt of all. I was going to convince him to punch me in the boob at the meet and greet. Hell yeah. <laughs> but this wasn't going to be any normal, everyday boob-punching stunt. You know what I mean? No. 
I devoted hours and hours to constructing an elaborate exploding boob device. A paper mache boob that when punched would explode with an elaborate uh, fake blood spraying mechanism. It was meticulous, it was artful. I even painted the breast to have a beautifully detailed pink nipple with intricate nipple hairs and pulsing periwinkle veins. <laughs> Told you really into drawing nipples. <laughs> really, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Being the anxious little Jew that I am, I had to painstakingly plan and choreograph every move, every minutia of this stunt. And so came the first test. After the entire mechanism was constructed, I tested it out to see if it would work in the privacy of my bathroom. I shoved the prosthetic exploding boob in my bra, readied the hoses, <laughs> cranked the valves, twisted the nozzles, looked my friend Alex dead in the eyes and said, Alex, I'm ready. Punch me in the tip. And Alex wound up and punched me as hard as he could right square in my little tit, which is hard to do on the first try considering how small and hard to find it is. The boob exploded, covering my bathroom in warm, wet party city blood. We cheered, overjoyed that the mechanism had worked, that the blood had dramatically sprayed, that the first test had confirmed that this stunt was the sickest, most badass, most metal, most Metallica stunt of all time. It was jackass, but for girls. <laughs> now on DVD Blu-ray. <laughs> Needless to say, showing up at Jackass Live, at the Jackass Live meet and greet with a crew of seven of my idiot friends, <laughs> all carrying cameras, tarps, hoses, and an exploding boob sculpture, absolutely horrified the entire cast of Jackass. <laughs> After waiting online for the meet and greet for two hours, I finally pitched my amazing idea to Chris Pontius, the dirtbag love of my life. And Chris, literally out of his mind on an extreme cocktail of pills and booze, cowered in fear of me and my hoses. <laughs> And said, and I quote, uh, uh, you can't punch a girl, man. <laughs> uh, that ain't right, man. I mean, the world is an equal, man. I mean, I don't know. One day we'll be punching girls left and right, but uh, <laughs> not today, man. Not today. And then Chris Pontius, twice my size, twice my age, and twice the brain damage, I mean, sorry, I mean with 10 times the brain damage, <laughs> literally ran away in fear of me and my exploding boob sculpture and my brazen womanhood. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, he's still really hot. <laughs> and his ponytail is still very long. <laughs> I was heartbroken by the irony of it all. Ultimately, my real nipple squirted real blood, not even from like a really metal, incredibly successful jackass stunt, but from, and not from Chris Pontius's chiseled manly hands touching my little tit, but from merely the first test, from me over-preparing and overthinking in the privacy of my now blood-stained bathroom. Don't tell my roommates. Uh, I had become one of my bloody nipple drawings, not from a comedic success, but from a comedic failure. 
So the horrible breast cancer scare, the phone call that made my poor mother cry, the hours spent sculpting a prosthetic boob, the hope, the excitement, the preparation, all for Chris Pontius to reject me in a drunken, babbling rant about getting to punch women one day. I hope he hears this, motherfucker. <laughs> Was this worth the $1,000 medical bill? Thank you. Is this what comedy looks like in Trump's America at the end of the world? A woman being rejected by a sweaty, washed-up stuntman on quaaludes? Or was this just the first test? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what, I mean? <laughs> what other tests will I put my weak little body through in order to find something to laugh at when nothing seems funny after all? I'm not really sure, but I think for my next trick, I'm going to try waxing my butt hairs with some scalding hot fondue dip, if anyone wants to get out of that one. <laughs> Wish me luck because I definitely don't have the proper health insurance if this next joke bombs. Thank you, guys.
sleep. Pray the Lord my soul. To I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, if I die before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take. I pray my Lord his soul to take. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. But never mind that noise you heard. It's just a beast to take your bed in your closet. Listening to a Chirp Radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series, The First Time. Our storyteller was Sarah Sherman, and The First Time 4 performed Enter Sandman by Metallica. The First Time 4 is Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson. To hear more First Time pieces, check out the series website, firsttime.chirpradio.org. And you can find other podcasts produced by the station at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.